We're back with another episode of Don't Leave to the Judges Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Patty Brokus. Go, Patty! Yay, yay! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the number one podcast in the multiverse, the universe, and uh, first place. There you go. That's a rhyme, sort of poetic shit. Either way, Patty Broke a Skull and Samurai bringing you number one MMA content. And by number one, we don't say that we're the best. We say number one because we're talking only UFC. Don't bring that Bellator shit to our show. Um, Ultimate Fighter, man. I don't know if we should go there first. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things going on in the world of MMA, I suppose. Uh, I'm making a joke, clearly, because if we're talking about things happening in the MMA world, it doesn't have anything to do with Dylan Dennis if we're talking entertainment. Um, Jake Shields has recently made an appearance on a podcast, so there you go. It is possible to be on a comedy podcast without skills at being funny. Um, I'm just saying, if you're not funny, you do have a chance, or even really skilled athletically, you could, too, be a guest on a podcast. Um, At this point, dude, this Ultimate Fighter has gotten... It is so fucking gross. We're going to dive right into this, because I didn't even take any notes. It's all on the tip of my tongue. I've been waiting. (laughs) Uh, So the last episode was the fight between those two females. All well and good. Skin still gross, but... I feel like these days, because I made jokes about how annoying it is that they talk like they're fucking best friends after the fight. And again, same thing happens this episode. But not only are they buddy, buddy. Hey, we're going to take a picture. We're going to photograph this together so we remember. I hate that. I hate that. I don't know if it's because I'm a ginger full of visceral rage, but I don't like the idea. I'm waiting for, you know what? I'm a Nate Diaz guy now. I'm a Nate Diaz guy, and it's only for the simple fact that that personality is a necessity within this type of sport. Where's that? When is that going to happen in this uh, in in these episodes, Sam? When are we going to finally see a, a male or a female fighter say, "Hey, man, I don't give a fuck about any of you. I don't care if you like me. You think I'm your fucking friend? I don't need your pictures, your email, your Snapchat. Fuck off." I'm here to take heads, bro. The only thing I want from you is the ass that I take from you after beating it. Period. That's it. That's it. I want the memory of you begging for me to quit whooping your fucking ass. I don't care if we sleep together in the same room after it happens. Understand my goal here is to make sure you don't forget me because we're not friends. Remember me because of the things I did to you physically. Right. It's, it's just it's only because this is what we've seen before. We grew up watching this Ultimate Fighter series we saw these type of personalities and you know what nate diaz is one of the few that actually was good enough to talk that way and win the fucking show that hasn't happened since i mean we've got a lot of talkers these days <laughs> not many of them that skilled henry cejudo um the photos so i don't what I, I guess what i'm getting at with the photograph on this episode is what are you trying to accomplish it seems as if the ufc is trying to paint this new picture of their sport, their organization as this wholesome team thing. We shake each other's hands even after we, sh- you know, we spread each other's blood across this canvas. Well, I didn't like how the last episode, the one before, ended when the loser came into the locker room, Guthrie, and all the team was like, "Oh, you fought like a warrior, girl. You did a great job. You did, man. You don't do that shit to the loser." And she's like all happy about it. Yeah, well, you know, I fought good. You. Can't help it, I lost. <laughs> like, what? Right. Fuck. But, yeah, man, they start off with this loser talk again. This is like a whole thing. I don't I don't know when this became a thing at the the Ultimate Fighter, the, the beginning of the show, we got to hear from the losers. Yes. But, you know, the losers on there, the winner, along with the winner, all buddy, 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 like you're saying, and 
congratulations on beating me. Oh, congratulations. It takes two to have a good fight. Mm-hmm. You know, what the fuck? What the hell are you all talking about? Well, to also feel like you won because it was competitive. It's one thing to win a fight without really having to do anything. It's another thing to struggle, and nobody's really doing anything. You know, we see that more often when it comes to the female fights because, and the heavyweight fights because there's like this weird fear that they all carry of either getting hit by a heavyweight who's just as big as you are or being a female just getting hit in general. Because you know what we haven't seen, Sam, in the history of us watching fights? You Have you ever seen... A Mike Perry nose break in a woman's fight. That's what I can recall. There can't be. There can't be. There has to be. I bet these women are backstage talking to each other like, hey, you know, let's put on a show, but we still both got to be hot. I got to post on Instagram tomorrow. I got to be Carla Esparza getting married with my belt on. <laughs> I mean, as, as, as cringy as some of this shit that goes on with social media and these UFC people, I'm surprised more people aren't hating on Carla Esparza for her actions after becoming a champ instead of how Aljamain Sterling became a champ. I mean, how gross, dude. Just a now, gross situation. The, the picture out of all the fucking heavyweights you can hang on the wall, there's a picture of Kimbo Slice on the wall. I don't know if he picked up on that or not. <laughs> the wall of the house is uh, yep. a picture of Kimbo. Oh, absolutely. Like, strive to be Kimbo Slice. <laughs> well, this is what was interesting about that time when he did come on the Ultimate Fighters. It's like, this motherfucker was so big and actually raw talented, you would have thought that that was the first guy to enter a tough man competition. You know what I mean? Like when this thing was, was first sort of being created, a guy like Kimbo Slice should have been there considering he lives in Florida. He was from Florida. You're telling me that Florida wasn't having sanctioned fights underground somewhere, you know, whatever the fuck it was. Kimbo's like, nah, we're going to get five dudes, five of my best friends and they're going to help me. Like that's what it was instead of him actually being paid. Cause he's, he was so popular before he even oh, got yeah. a professional fight. That's the crazy part. People forget that. So I respect that. I, I like that also that they respect him. They give him that class of being an actual being. He's more than a fighter, but he was an, a UFC fighter. He was an MMA fighter, dude. And that shit's not going to happen again. That's never going to happen again. I mean, the one guy who sort of had this similar upbringing, you know, calls himself street Jesus, you know? Quits in a fight, so we're we're good on guys that fight in the streets. I did come up with this theory. I was like, that last Ultimate Fighter we watched, there was a guy who got on the show and learned essentially a lot of the, his technique from YouTube. Oh yeah. I was like, why why don't we just open an entire fight league that allows that? Hey man, you don't got to have a camp. You don't have to have a team. You don't have to have a background in fighting. I don't care if you you take. Things you saw from Power Rangers and use that as your moves or WWF. I want to see those fights. Truly, I want to start a fight league, not to compete with the UFC. We'll call it DFC, and it'll be drunk fighting championships. And the only requirement is you're within 20 pounds of your opponent, and you have to drink before the fight. Dude, imagine. Imagine all the Irish fighters we would have. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, then... uh... You have Bobby Maximos uh, having to introduce uh, Chandler Cole. Dude, I'm so disappointed in this fucking guy, man. You know, I, I know some of these backwoods boys that, are, that is like this guy, and they're, they're fucking tough. They're not giving up. But anyway, this guy, you know, he's a fucking correctional officer, high school wrestling coach, and he's uh, talking, I, I, this is our little fucking house we grew up in. 
We were raised on on food stamps, yada mm-hmm. yada yada. And then we have uh, the Jordan Heiderman guy with his long ponytail. Yeah, my parents worked hard, so we worked hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, dude, you facing off at a country boy, man. And then when Jordan said he worked as a, a welder, so he had only trains uh, once every other week, I'm like, oh shit, that that's not that's not good. So, but uh, yeah, man, Cole came in there, and uh, round one he looked pretty good, just like I expected him to look. And uh, he had that uh, that spinning kick. They caught him perfectly in the face, stunned him. He should have put him away. He should have put him away. He got too close to him, man. He got up on him. Where he, you know, if he had kept his distance, he'd throw a couple punches on there. That fight would have been over with. Then we go to round two. And round two is showboating, fucking gotten all cocky, waving his finger around and shit. And I personally think he won round two. I, I didn't think it was going to go three rounds. But, you know, I think, uh, I believe it was Amanda Nunez a couple episodes ago said... Uh, told uh, that Mitchell Sype guy said, you played with your food. And that's exactly what this guy did. He played with his fucking food in round two. And he go to round three. And, uh, I, man, I, I think he was probably tired. I don't know. He fucking gave up to me. He dove for a, a takedown, but he dove straight to the ground. Uh, no way he was going to get a takedown off of that. And the guy just, he laid there as the guy just fucking pounded him in the face. Okay, so I didn't see the finish. Who won? Uh, Jordan Heiderman. Okay, because okay, that's what I was also thinking is the big guy, obviously, he's too short, number one. It rarely works out that a guy can be that short and that heavy and be successful as a, as a UFC heavyweight. You have to at least be tall enough. I mean, it's only a matter of time before that guy who, you know, who did the flip, he actually knocked the guy out with the spinning wheel kick. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're too small for the weight class, but you also talk about how much, how hard you work. You work so hard. How are you still that fat? How do you still find time to work that hard and then stuff your fucking face? It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, you know, I saw him move around at his size. I thought, man, this would be a good fight for him versus Huggy Bear. Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I'd that- like to watch that. But the thing about it is it's like you're not giving yourself an advantage when you look like that. Mm-hmm. There's no advantage. And the, and the idea of these uh, weight cuts and different weight classes is you finding a place where you can have an advantage, being t- being short and, uh, you know, incredibly obese. I mean, the guy's what, six foot maybe? 264? Oh, I think it was like 5'11", 5'10", or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I gave him a little more. But even then, that's <laughs> yeah. that's too much weight for that size. And being told that you made weight when the cutoff is 265 and you're 5'11", that's, it's a clear problem. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be as successful as a light heavyweight. You're going to be able to punch harder because you're used to being heavy. What happens when you, like, I mean, Jared Cannonier is a prime example, but that guy was, was never fat. He was just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fighting from heavyweight, now he's down to middleweight, straight, shredded. That'll never happen to this guy. This guy's done. Go coach wrestling, man. It's obvious what you should be doing. But here's the thing. Anybody that takes this coaching class from this point forward, they're like, well, I mean, how much can I really trust you? I watched the, watch the thing. <laughs> I'm like, that'd be a fucked up kid. I, I think Dana's probably going to give him another chance just the way he was talking up him because he was like, I don't think you should have went to three rounds, blah, blah, blah. And, dude, he had his red hots in that fucking glass. No. But they, like, kept cutting the camera off. I, I seen it for, like, a split second. They were like, they were like, had this shit cut out. Like the glass was here, 
and you see him reaching for something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nope. yeah, something you're not gonna like at all when you do watch this show mm-hmm. is uh, Cole Chandler just went in straight into the locker room and just started fucking bawling, just crying like crazy, man. I mean, like crying his fucking eyes out. I don't get it. Uh, I'm already calling him by the wrong name. Is Chandler Cole? He's like a fucking NASCAR driver, man. Those backwoods yeah. Virginia boys. Yeah, that actually sounds like uh, the people that probably make shirts that look like this. <laughs> this is a Chandler Cole, man. Straight from yeah. Target. <laughs> uh, you know, I like the spirit. I like his mentality. I like that he tries to help in his teaching, you know, g- making sure other people are aware of certain things that he noticed. But you have to also be self-aware. You have to notice these things in yourself, especially when it comes to being an athlete, because these things are hard to improve on if you're not aware. And that goes back to being able to watch tape and, and proper coaching. You know, you can only coach yourself so well before you think you're perfect. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I feel like a lot of these guys have coming into this show is you have this general sense of, hey, I'm undefeated, man. Ain't nobody beat me or the one person that did beat me somehow is also on the house, <laughs> you know, in the house. You're like, fuck, well, that's going to happen eventually. But it, when it boils down to it, you like these guys that have that fighting spirit. It's just a different game now. It's a different game. You, you be a good fighter. That's your foundation. But also have a personality. Bring something to the table. Be willing to risk it. Be memorable. Like, for sure, Helen lost the first fight. But we know who that bitch is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's relevant. And, she and, can stick around without even being successful, man. We know Pena who she is. had the perfect game plan for this fight. She said, he's all he's got is a over, big overhand right. He's going to duck down and try to hit you with it. Keep your guard up. And, uh, yeah, he did throw that uh, uh, quite a few times. He just yeah, hit him she, with that spinning back kick. Kind of got lucky with say, that. She but, didn't. She didn't teach him that. She wasn't like, oh, he can do a spinning back <laughs> wheel kick, guy. Good luck. Now he did blame. Uh, he was like bitching about his elbow after the fight. Man, it, anyway, I don't think that has anything to do with why he lost a damn fight. But. Well, let me let me let me just say this about him crying. I'm not somebody that's opposed to that. I I, I think this is the one sport that do, it should be off camera, but. I get it because if you've ever been in a fight, it is this overwhelming, un, un, you know, sort of unchangeable. Like you, it's hard to fix. It's there. You feel it coming, but there's nothing you can do to stop it. Where you've been in a fight with a guy, or any, you've seen a fight where people end up crying in the fight, and that guy doesn't really do anything. He's crying and fighting, but he's not. The, like when I used to wrestle with my sisters and shit, my little sister would just. She would get so pissed that she would come at you and just grab like your arm and squeeze it as hard as you could and just go. That's the emotional fighting. You know, that's what all these guys want to do when they're in there. But it's the training that they go through that makes them react a specific way. Everybody wants to cry, dude, when they lose. Everybody does. But use those tears to make you successful, man, because nobody's going to make a joke about a guy who gets emotional, sheds tears after he wins. Because when you cry after you lose, you look poor. Yeah. You, you know, it's bad. You look sad. And this is supposed to be the manliest, toughest sport in the world. And I think it is. We can't keep allowing ca- uh, camera footage of these motherfuckers crying. Even if it's a female. Bitch, you better suck that shit right back up in those eyes. We ain't going to see it. We don't need it. Grandma's. Oh, also that girl, that woman, uh, Caitlin Neal. I realize now that I grew up with a woman a girl, a woman, it'd be weird to just be 12 hanging out with old women. Uh, this girl named Caitlin Neal, exact same name, almost spelled exactly the same. 
Uh, she was a drug addict, though, so not as talented. It's probably the same person. Yeah, it might as well be. Super changing, though. She's like, I went from doing a lot of drugs to still doing drugs, but I'm also a Mormon. <laughs> I get high off of life with four wives. Sisters, right? All right, fuck no, it. Shit. Let's get into this damn card. Yeah, hey, UFC uh, 275. Yeah, Sam said he didn't watch it. He said I. He I actually told me before event. it happened. I didn't watch the main he said, event. He said I hate the UFC as it is. I'm a, all AEW, all elite wrestling. Let's go, Cody Rhodes to the throne, please. Well, Cody Rhodes uh, left. Yeah. So how's that working over there? What did they do? They end up giving like uh, the WWE gave him a ridiculous check or a special I guess position. So, man, uh, I fucking tuned into WWE, and that's like their claim to fame. They they had a little. They got uh, Cody Rhodes, dude. They had a clock, a countdown clock, a countdown to Cody. Wow. Like he's gonna be on in an hour and twenty minutes or whatever. Like, oh, I bet you, I bet I'll bet you anything, <laughs> Sam, without actually guy. having any knowledge. That's part of the stipulations. Cody said. Who does? He said, "You bitches want me back? I'm gonna need a countdown before I come out." Uh, you know what I mean? Like all new music, yeah. new wardrobe. I, I like it. I like the fact that AEW got enough success to make it a problem for the WWE because it just makes that that whole wrestling and enter- sports entertainment world still thrive you know it's still it'll still create guys like chandler cole who could eventually end up in the wwe you know what i'm saying or at least one of his i'll tell you what man i know who i'd fucking want to sign is uh because they got Paige van zant showing up quite a bit on AEW now but uh man bring in overeem overeem has shown that he wants to be on a wrestling show he was booked for a pay-per-view but uh yeah but overeem actually didn't happen yet but overeem has never he's got the fucking look man he's got the look I don't know if okay. I'd let him talk. I'd probably have him on manager. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Much like, much like Brock Lesnar, let's just get a manager to do all the talking because the man's not great on a mic. Yeah. Same thing with Alistair. Let's just make it out. Put a mask on the dude's head. You know what I mean? We don't even need to see his face, and he'll be terrifying. Uh, but I do like that. I like that, and maybe that'll add some validity to this this sport. You know, being, you know, fake. You get you get people to actually go through the real thing. You know, you get the Ronda Rouseys. You get the I, that's the only one I can think of, Brock Lesnar, you know, but they were wrestlers before, but they were real wrestlers. Some of these people don't have actual collegiate wrestling experience or any other wrestling experience. They just learned how to do this type of wrestling. Anyways, I just hope that there's more crossover. Corey Anderson, join the WWE. All you do is wrestle. Curtis Blades, see ya. Head over there. Khabib. So that way <laughs> they can still talk to you because you're active doing something. Kevin, Go over Holland, the WWE. Kevin Holland's got the mic skills. He wouldn't even need a manager. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We should just start. Uh, Colby Covington, join the WWE, but you can't wrestle. You just have you just have to be the manager of wrestlers. Uh, actually, he can't even talk very well either. Fuck that. All right, so, man. So last card. So yeah, this card had a early prelim, then a prelim, then the main card, which started at six o'clock. Like six o'clock was the prelims. Little late there, guy. Why? It's like they're doing it on purpose to see which times they're getting the most people watching. <laughs> Because it's like last week, I, I missed the first eight fights. And it's I, I'm like, I started watching at four. There was eight fights before this? That's insane. So this must have started at noon. Well, yeah, like I said, I think it was like 120 or 130 when it, the whole thing ended over on in the East Coast under my time. And, but uh, to yeah. start off, Jocelyn Edwards' uh, decision win. I mean, she... I don't know. I barely watched the fight. I was just looking at that nobody. woman's ass coming out of her shorts the whole time. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me, dude? dude? I was curious about, like, <laughs> what, is that a fucking, uh, like, 
uh, approved uniform? <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, he brought it up. Okay, here's my thing. She kept pulling him out of her out of her. That's what I was wondering. Too. I was wondering if, much like a mouth guard being knocked out of your mouth, <laughs> if a referee could pause the fight so she could get the wedgie out. <laughs> I wonder, because kids could be watching it. You know, it is allegedly TV. But man, I didn't do good on this card at all. I felt confident though in a lot of these fights because when I was watching them, they kind of leaned in the direction that I probably would have actually picked anyways. But to be sort of off the cuff and rather than you and I constantly pick the same shit, <laughs> you know, we'll give these guys that clearly don't have a chance an opportunity. But yeah, uh, she got unanimous decision. We kind of expected it. She kept her up against the cage. Boring, boring.com. Uh, but then, but then we had redemption. We had redemption from, you know, not only a girl who has a beautiful face, uh, but Jesus, look at them boobs. Anyways, uh, I'm talking about Liang Na. Uh, obviously, Liang Na, you know, she, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but this Silva, uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez, gorgeous chick for sure. But that wasn't the part that stood out to me. It was the fact that not only is she pretty, but she slept the bitch. That stands out to me. You're stand up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't fucking happen, guy. And we all know that. What would you feel? Dude, I don't know how the hell those ladies 19 and 5, but uh, you know, in seven knockouts, 10 submissions, only 25 years old. I don't see how it's possible because I picked her against Juarez, and then when she came on the screen, I did six of I was six and five here. I was average. I was five when, and six. When this, this girl came <laughs> on the screen, and I was like, look at those little fucking legs. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> she looks so tiny. But uh, yeah, she got knocked out. It fucking now, quick I as think shit. that go that does show how how Sam is a much nicer person because I was more concerned about her haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but All she, right, uh, uh, yeah, she just, she was so aggressive for someone that had no power. <laughs> well, aren't most women? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't make Ooh. it easy for me. Um, I, I I will say I'm curious. It, was it the 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 level of opponent for uh, Gomez Juarez or was it she's actually that good? All we could do is wait to her next her next opponent, her next matchup. And we'll see, man. Because that was fucking impressive. Hella impressive. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. Uh, Na was super aggressive. She was coming at her. She was moving forward. She was sort of in her face. But that face got slept. And beautifully. I think Na must really be bad. I, I, you also have to imagine Warriors wherever it, she was. Where's it just lost to Vanessa Dinopolis and uh, Loopy? Ooh, well, Loopy, I mean, she's a star, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, but you got to imagine it back. It's these these pro records from fighters that are new to this sport can be highly padded considering that uh oscar yeah. <laughs> uh but next up we got the kyung ho kang versus uh bentegaral dana bentegaral uh, yeah whatever dana we'll call him that we did it uh in the last episode kind of went the way that i expected you know the handsome guy what does he call himself his nickname is something crazy and it definitely has something to do with how pretty he thinks he is <laughs> I uh I have to look up his nickname, but uh that He's was like the very very back and forth, man, very back and forth, and uh I believe it was a split decision. Right? Uh, unanimous. No, it's unanimous decision. I I don't know. I, I thought it was um. I think it was just based on the heavier strikes. I think they were both connecting and they were both uh producing, but I think the shots that Kang actually connected on were a little stronger, uh, a little more accurate, and I just think that both of these guys have an opportunity right now to improve. And fight higher up competition. Even if they lose, they have this opportunity to be remembered. You know what I mean? Because of their ability to stay in the fight and bring the fight, essentially. He's Mr. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> like what? Of course. Why? I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> and then uh, after that, uh, Brendan Allen, he beat uh, Jacob Malcolm. That was uh, yeah, that was Rest, a wrestling not much match. Of that. <laughs> All right, Mahashati Mahashati versus uh, Steve Garcia. Dude. You know the guy with the name like a wizard. I obviously, won that one. <laughs> Beautiful, good stuff. Also, not sure if he has another name yet. But that wasn't clarified. <laughs> this was like the the same as the women's fight. Steve Garcia come out aggressive as shit and just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. Is that a, it? Makes you wonder: is it a coach thing? Is it a particular type that it's that fighters thing? I don't know. I don't care about this next fight: Song Wu Choi versus Josh Kulibau. Split decision. Uh, Shouldn't ever do that if you're a guy. Um, <laughs> Choi, was, I like- Choi was in trouble multiple times in that fight. Oh, yeah. But this next one is more important because what the fuck? This is when we go to the main card. Yeah, that Jack Della, Jack Della Mandalina. Mandalina. Yeah, Mandalina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who you went with. That's who I went with. I'm going with the Russian guy all day. You know, even if even if he's a, uh, got an American flag next to him, if he's got that haircut and that facial hair, he's Russian. Um, and Ramazan Amiv is not a bad fighter. Highly skilled, got a great record, been in there a lot, not just the UFC, just in general. But there's something special about Jack, man. Kid's got power, he's got tenacity, and he's still there. You know what I mean? Like, even in the mo- – that's the that's the most diff- – and I felt like Brendan Allen was heading that direction during the Malcoon fight where had he let it let go more – he would have succumbed to Malcoon, where whereas it's like a veteran thing or just a real tenacity of being a fighter where you can find yourself in a bad spot, but you don't quit. Shout out Jorge Masvidal. So now that's uh, 12 wins in a row for Jack Della, Madalena. And, and it wasn't uh, wasn't a bad win. He didn't win by decision. He made you remember. So who's next, man? The kid's got the flattest face in the world. I mean, he could sleep face down and breathe fine. That's pretty funny. That's good. <laughs> and I just made that up. That dude's nose is so flat. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I was a, if I was a coach or a, a, a fighter scout, I'd be going and finding anyone with that flat of a face trying to make them a fighter. Because you just convince them, be like, hey, look, man, you'll never break your nose. It just won't happen. You could be knocked out, fall flat on your face, and your nose is fine. So who do you put him in there with next? Like you're just asking. <clears throat> what, what is this? Uh, 185, 170? Walt, Walter Waite. Okay, so 170 is a oh man. To be honest with 170, dude, I would take anybody. There's this division has some of the best fighters I've ever seen in the history of the sport that they will put on a fight. And it's not it might even just be, be because of Jack, but I wouldn't mind Bilal Muhammad. Okay? Bilal Muhammad. Let's remember his name as he goes. Put him down, in there with Wonder right? Boy. Wonder Boy, well, that for me. It would be a fun fight, but it's also one of those where you're like, it's a little early for Jack. He could still win. I'm not saying he couldn't, but it's it's the Stephen Thompson, the name, and, and you know, it's a different sport than what we actually grew up with and the way that they do it, considering the rankings. But I think Jack puts on a show against anybody because the guy he fought and slept in this card was no slouch. Very talented. But dude, this next one was more surprising than it. I, I'll tell you what. I had to post, I tweeted this and I said, this fucking card, dude. This card, this card redeems the last seven cards. This card made anybody who has never watched fights a fight fan. There was there was finishes from the first fight till the last fight, dude. 
There wasn't an eye poke. There wasn't a knee slip. There wasn't a fucking mouth guard loss. You know what I mean? There wasn't a bad referee call. This this card was fucking clean as shit. This is the type of stuff that Dana White watches. And he's like, I, I need this every time. I need this every time. This is a success. This is great. Um, but then you had guys like Andre uh, Fialho versus Jake Matthews. And this fight was hard to pick because we both liked the Andre guy. He's very tough, very technical sound, very technically sound. But then Jake Matthews is this guy that's, that's been in the scene. He's been around for a long time. He came and went. He's done his thing. He's a wrestler guy, as far as we know. Uh, he's a clear, you know, California-looking white guy. But he's, uh, he's got an Australian accent. It's surprising. Does it make him hotter? You tell me, Sam. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's got a great record. And he's been since the moment I had first seen Jake Matthews, because when you have a name that's so simple like Jake Matthews, it's hard to be memorable. But when you watched his first fights, he was there. He was a wrestler. He was good in every position. He wasn't great. And then he sleeps this guy, dude. He's scary. Everyone's got to be worried now. That's a guy who's getting better. And there's nothing more more worth fearing than improvement. Well, maybe you put him in there against uh, Jack Oh, wow. And see what happens. I like that. I do like They're right. I mean, it's perfect, too. But I just want somebody who's not that popular to destroy Bilal so we'll stop talking about him. <laughs> hey, let's forget the name because it's also hard to say. But, yeah, so what did you feel, man? Did you end up watching from uh, – you obviously knew it ran late. You went back and watched the other fights, though? No, nah, this is what I did, man. I just was on uh, Twitter – just watching okay. uh, videos people were fucking posting and shit. Right, little highlights and shit, which is, yeah. Which is actually a decent amount of stuff, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, because they're literally posting the good parts about the fights. <laughs> they cut out all the stupid <laughs> shit. You're like, you didn't need any of that attempt at a clinch. Oh, shit. Hey, guys, it's so technical. Look at the technicality when he grabs him up against the cage because he's tired. Uh, but back to the Jake Matthews thing, man. Jake versus Jack. I feel like that's the way to go, man. You nailed it on the head. I feel like both these guys are in the same place. Unfortunately for Jake, he's in this place where he has to fight a, a newer guy. But that's what happens. When you don't stay consistent, you take time off, you get injured, whatever it may be. Uh, who did he call out, though? Do you remember? No. Nope. I feel like it was a name that wasn't Jack. <laughs> I think it might have been somebody up there. He's like, Kamaru Usman, you and me, guy. You're like, huh? It's the worst part about it is they make everybody – they force everyone to call out somebody You're like I have no ranking and I don't know anybody who works here. <laughs> you know I'm saying? I didn't even realize since they're sponsored by crypto, that the, the following fighters received crypto fan bonus of the night. And it's all they're fuck. It's paid in crypto. 30,000, 20,000 and 10,000 of Shoshinko and Nigeria and then uh, Wally. So they better hurry up and like get this money out somehow, man. It should be worthless soon. Yeah, I don't. I'd be upset, you know. I'd be like, "Can I just have cash or, like, what the fuck?" I mean, at this point, I, I don't. I've never had any crypto, Me therefore, either. I'm not even sure how, what can you buy with it. You oh, know, there's no crypto pay option at the fucking, you know, the Walmart. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah. So uh, this females fight, the spinning back fist, fucking ended it, man. Uh. Wally, I mean, from what I've seen, looked like she was doing pretty good anyway. Yeah. Just fucking her up just like she did the time before. Okay. So the, the two women who can't get past Rose. No, I'm glad she retired. Joanna should have retired when she still had the belt. But there was this constant hope that uh, she was going to be able to. It's like Joanna, Khabib, 
and Mighty Mouse Johnson are the three fighters that I think of the most that Khabib was really the only one that did what makes the most sense. You know, but not in his fights, but his career where he's like, hey, if I could take it, I'm good. Dad's dead. Who do I have to impress now? He's like, you know, I was only doing this fighting thing just to make sure that dad didn't think I was gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying Khabib's gay, but yeah, that yeah. type of culture. It's like uh, that man shit. I'm only doing this. So that my father doesn't think there's any option that I might put on a dress for fun. You know, whatever it is. But. He's uh-huh. fucking talented. He's very good, but some guys don't do that. I mean, it happens in every sport where these guys don't retire on top. Tom Brady didn't win his last uh, the Super Bowl this last year. Had he retired his first year after Tampa uh, on top? But if he goes and he plays two more seasons, seasons that's it'll be it'll be the Chuck Liddell thing. If some of these guys don't get out on top, Joanna's a very more recent version of the Chuck Liddell thing where it's like you can't you, yeah. you don't got it anymore. Nobody it's wants done. to remember uh, Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so it's the same oh, thing. Amanda Shevchenko versus Santos. Well, hold on. Let me throw this. Let me let me uh, ask you quickly. Do you feel like uh, Whaley has improved at all? Was that an improvement? I don't know if she still is. She has what it takes to beat Rose. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. If that, it, it's fine if they want to put the fight together again because Rose isn't the champ. But obviously they're going to be like, well, that's the next sellable fight for the title. So we need to see Whaley versus Rose. Whoever wins out of that gets next uh, chance I, at the I, belt again. I, I think Dana White was already saying to win this fight's fighting for the title. So, Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. I like her, man. She's great. She's very fucking good. She burst into this female, you know, fight league, I guess, fight classes, and took it by storm. But, uh, you know, Shevchenko, Talia Santos, the surprising, surprising. I was a little disappointed in Shevchenko, man. Worried. But that's why I love the sport. It's when you get so invested in a fighter that you can see it on them that they're not, they know themselves they're not doing well. You know, and is that because of how skilled Shevchenko is or how skilled Santos is? Hard to say, but it is disappointing when you go to a split decision with the fourth ranked, no name fucking person trying to take your belt. And yet, the last four fights you've been in, you were essentially putting them away. Yeah. You you made it definitive. You made sure that there was no reason that you there was any reason anybody could think, hey, you should fight that bitch again. So, yeah. what's your thoughts, man, on uh, the Shevchenko? How'd she do? So, I was gonna ask you, man, were you fearful that that she had lost that fight? Absolutely. Because a lot uh, of people were like, she's down. Yeah. Three to yeah. three zero. It it did not look good. Rounds. And. It came to a point for me where I was like, oh, shit, dude. She has to knock her out. She has to finish her because she's, she's for sure down. I mean, we don't call this show. Don't leave it to the judges because we we say that there shouldn't be judges. It's that we know how critical and quickly they will come to their own conclusion. So we knew where they were by round three. You're like, uh-oh. She better hope Santos gets tired. I don't know, man. But I have to eat my words a little. Perhaps Santos is better than a four. Maybe she should have had this shot early. Maybe she, she should have met Shevchenko before she was a champ. I don't know, but she looked good, dude. Yeah. She's a problem. She's, gonna she's a real problem. From she's the, very strong. Incidental elbow and, I mean, incidental headbutt, and she'll be back. Yep. Yep. I like it, man. Uh, I really like that we have a new champion, though, at light heavyweight. I mean, that's so good. But damn you, Glover Teixeira. Man, I went Who's... out on a limb and I picked that guy, man. I picked I know. him. 
I know, but you weren't so wrong though. The fight, the fight was in my head heavily favoring Glover straight because of the clean technique. I mean, Yuri was fucking. He was just bizarre. You were like, all of the, everything he's ending up successful at, it's look looks accidental. You know what I mean? Like an attempt to tank that da- takedown where he's now on top. You're like, that didn't make any sense. How'd that happen? You know what I mean? He's just a strange character, dude. But oh, it was 20 seconds away. He is. Uh, he's not a. He's not a champion in this division that we look at and can look at for the future of someone who will never be defeated. You see what I'm saying? Like he's a fun character. He's an interesting fight. But there's, I think, the top five guys in uh, this division have a, a real high chance of beating him. Still, because Glover's you know 42 and he put in work against this cat. He was like, I mean, maybe that's the veteran thing in me of just being a fan, or the veteran thing that is Glover Teixeira that you appreciate that more. The fact that this guy's like, nah, man, I'm gonna still be here. It doesn't matter how hard you try, there, young gun. I'm going to be here. My name might be Glover, okay? But I'm not soft. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's always dangerous. Always. Yeah, man. And he looks like he's been, he's actually in better shape than he's been in most of his career. You know? He might just be in more, he might have, they might have, his his assistants and shit were probably like, you're the champ now, so you got to really, you got to look the part, Glover. You got to start trying to come back to your, your heydays. But the thing about Glover now is he's more of a uh, a wrestler than he is a striker. He wants to go to the ground. And that was how he was in the beginning. He came in as a jujitsu uh, grappling type of character, right? And then he started knocking dudes out because you don't have to, re- you know, rely on that. Uh, let's get into the, the main yeah, card, man. dude. You well, ready? This thing, yes, sir. Uh, UFC on ESPN. Cater uh, versus Emmett. This is at the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. The place holds like 15,000 people. But, uh, dude, I saw this card and I was like, damn, this is a pretty decent card for, you know, to be on ESPN. No, ESPN no. Plus. What you what you meant to say was this is a pretty decent card where Calvin Cater is the headliner again. <laughs> How'd that happen? I don't know. <laughs> He's, he headlines a lot. Is Dana from but, Boston or something? I have no clue. Like, he seems to really like these Rob Fonts and fucking anybody with a Long Island sounding voice. He's like, yeah, that's my guy. Why? Hey, Dana, the mafia doesn't exist anymore. You can stop looking for it. I don't know. It probably exists. I'm sorry, Sam, if you're Italian. Uh, you're good, man. <laughs> now, now, you know, I wasn't the only one who didn't watch that pay-per-view because apparently Dana White, he didn't even go to Singapore because he was hanging out with his 21-year-old son showing him how to gamble, going to casino to casino to casino. So he's going to take his son and get thrown out with casino. Now, see, that's what I like. This is this is a clear difference within uh, the classes. Okay, when my kids turn twenty-one, I'm not going to have the type of funds where I can take them to a place and be like, "This is how you lose money, guy. This is how you throw away money." Wasn't hard to earn. Okay, I, I'm I'm not physically strong right now in my late fifties, early fifties as a, a sports guy because I've been an athlete my whole life. I just got super wealthy and got bored <laughs> look at like jeff bezos and dana white clearly are taking the same trt let's be honest that's the same dude scary though isn't it yeah. all these bald all these bald jacked elderly guys fucking running the country <laughs> you know fucking oh, weird man I, so, I hope i lose my hair soon it might it might incite me to exercise a little more like well i ain't got no hair so at least i can fucking do some curls yeah man the first fight uh dude i like this fight already middleweight 
uh, Ramon Dolezal versus Kyle Dockhouse. So, dude, <laughs> Kyle Dockus, you did that on purpose. It's Kyle Dockus. You've said his name a thousand times. <laughs> Kyle Dockus. But, uh, dude, this, this, I think it's going to be a pretty decent fight. Ramon, his nickname is the Caucasian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I'm going with uh, Dockus. He's just, he's been improved. You can tell since that Kevin Holland fight, it's a much more improved fighter than what he what he was. The guy's eleven and two, nine submission wins, but he looked pretty good standing up with Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. And in his last fight, uh, I mean, just his last couple of fights overall, he's looked pretty decent. Looked really good. The last fight, uh, Jamie Pickett, he uh, choked him out in the first round. Yeah, you know, still a bunch of nobodies though, you know. <laughs> Still a bunch of zeros. So, <laughs> I don't know. Is Ramon any better? Roman? Is he better? Not better at nicknames, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's the thing about nicknames is it's the idea that somebody it was given to you. So, you're telling me that someone was just watching this guy fight and be like, you know what? You're awfully white. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Ramon, dude. Uh, just because I think it's funny. I think it, it's funny. Because Kyle Dawkins is very talented, but he only has one, you know, one strategy. And if you can avoid that twice, he loses. But I don't know anything about Ramon other than he is white, so that's good. Uh, Next up, man, two easy names. You might want to go ahead and take a moment to do that. Versus uh, Darren Wynn. So, yeah, I'm going with Hawes, man. Wynn, he's lost. His name's Wynn. He's lost two of his last three. (laughs) Uh, Phil Hawes. He was knocked out in his last fight versus Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis came out of nowhere, out from getting knocked out in the PFL, over to the UFC, knocking everybody out. But uh, Halls, he got knocked out in that fight. But he, he had won his previous seven. And, uh, yeah, man, so, yeah, I'm going with him. I think he's, he's 5'11", where wins 5'6". He's, he's going to use his reach and his power. And, uh, yeah, I think he might put away Darren Wynn. Uh, I'll tell you this. Anybody that... Daniel Cormier is putting all his money on vote the other way. All right. He's so, he's so stoked on this five foot three wrestling guy. Okay. This is, this is a guy we know short guys, Sam, we've met short guys in our life. There's a difference between a short guy that enjoys life a little bit and a short guy. You've never seen smile. That's Deron Wynn. That's a man who is so concerned with the fact that he's little He's doing everything he can, such as becoming a fighter, to be okay with himself. And Daniel Cormier picks him up as much as he fucking can. But if that's who Daniel Cormier is training against, you could understand why he's not a champion. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Phil Hall's all day long, but all there's right. nothing more disappointing than a, a, a black guy who's a fighter with blonde hair, you know? We've oh, never man. seen that work out well, unless you're Melvin Gillard sometimes. Oh, come on, man. Uh, the um, Derek Brunson. I don't. I don't remember the last fight. <laughs> just, I'm just talking shit. He was like course. blonde Brunson's undefeated. That was before oh, his last like fight. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before his last Man, fight. We should. Ju- that should just be his thing. Every fight he put, he just has a different hair color and see how it helps him. Chris Levin style. Uh, next up, dude. I'm excited. This is a man that I've seen in person in public, but he'll never know it. Uh, Eddie Wineland versus Cody Stamen. Uh, Eddie Wineland, veteran WEC dude, throws hammers, but he's got a, you know, he's, he looks like a guy that rides a bike with one giant wheel and a tiny one. Um, 24, 15 and one. All right. It's not pretty. It's not pretty, 
But that type of record with the results for the wins will keep him working. You know, it will keep him interesting. But he is fighting Cody Stamen. Guy's always in shape, great cardio. He's got power, got a weird-shaped head. Um, <clears throat> but Eddie has, has just not been good recently. He's not been successful his last few fights. But you tell me why, Sam. It's well, just his fight style. If that's how Eddie Wineland fights. He wants you to knock him out or be knocked out. That's yeah. it. He's not trying to wrestle. He's nope. trying to get – dude, I have never watched an Eddie Wineland fight where his hands were blocking or protecting his head ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dude fights <laughs> – he he's, fights like he doesn't know how to fight. He's lost four four of his last five. The last two, he was knocked out in the first round. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do you have Stamens right now? Because I know his ain't great either. He's lost his last three fights. Okay, so who you got for uh, me, guy? I, I got – this is what it is. I have Stamen by the, the okay. via decision. Right. And I wrote right. down, could Wineland knock him out in the first – knock him out? Yes, he could. But I'm still going with Stamen via decision. This guy, man – Gosh, he fell pretty hard because he was like a top contender at one point, and then he lost these three in a row, and here we are facing Eddie Wineland. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're both kind of similar in that way. Eddie Wineland was at the top doing well. He was He's still a very well-known name, but it's that consistency. You know, they got to be consistent, and it's not even just consistently winning. It's consistently improving, and a lot of these guys get comfortable. They get comfortable with the results. You know, they know what they're going to do. People know what they're going to do. It's just a matter of the results of varying out of sheer luck. It's whoever's going to be able to make the mistake first. And Eddie Wineland's good at making mistakes, but he can also recognize them when they do fall in his lap sometimes. So I'm going to go Eddie Wineland. This is a fun fight, dude. This is a fun fight. It says a lot about both these guys, uh, depending on who wins. I, w- I would imagine Eddie Wineland's close to finishing it up anyways. But I'm going to take him also because if I run into him, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, it's all positive. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, the straw, straw weight female belt, Maria oh. Oliveira uh, versus Gloria De Paula. All right, De Paula, she's lost two of her last three, but she did beat uh, the Diana Belbetta in the last fight. All right, so she's only twenty seven. Maria Oliveira, she's only twenty five. She's lost three of her last five. Here's the thing with her: the people she's beaten, no one's ever heard of them. Their last two wins, I wrote them down. The, the girl was 0-2. The other girl was 0-1. Uh, so, dude, she was knocked out in the first round of the Contender Series. And, uh, yeah, she I don't think she has a chance. I'm going with Gloria DePaulo. All right, Gloria certainly looks like a stay-at-home mom with a wine addiction. Uh, and then the Maria Oliveira, she looks like the hot girl that is just – she's hot enough, but it's her, her – resting bitch face that will keep you from uh, not approaching her. She could be sweet as all hell, but she certainly doesn't look nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with her. She's got the face and the eyes of somebody who looks uh, risk-taking. You know, right. like a risk-taker. There you go. Sentence. Okay. Right, we got why is this card? Hold on. Why was this fight so late on the card, though? It feels like this should have been earlier. Yeah, this should have been like the first fight. Yeah, I don't know either one of them. You know? <laughs> oh, the next fight. Uh, the featherweight belt, uh, Ricardo Romo, Ramos versus Danny Chavez. All right, uh, so Ramos, he's lost two of his last three. He's got seven submission wins. He's only 26, man. Uh, Chavez, he's 35. He's uh, a draw and a, and a loss in his last two fights. This guy is one of those decision fighters. Three knockout wins, eight decision wins, 
And that's why I went with uh, Ramos. 82% of the people went, went his way as well. All right, help me out. All right. Ramos's last two fights. Success by finish or losses or decisions? You tell me. Play a uh, major part in how I choose. The last fight was a decision loss and thought. a decision win. Fuck. Because I really like Ramos. And then before that, he was knocked out in the first round by Murphy. So what do we do, man? You know, it's like, what do you do? How do you? Ah, uh, man. I'm just, ah, man. All right. I'm just going to go to Chavez. Fuck it. But the next one's going to be the hard one for you, at least. <laughs> uh, Court McGee still still out and about, still surviving, still on the roster. And, and as odd as it is, there's a lot more fighters that I would feel should be gone than Court McGee. But Sam here. He just doesn't like the guy. I and mean, you wonder why. Don't you like got to wonder why. Uh, it is Court McGee versus uh, Jeremiah Wells. 10-2-1 uh, for Jeremiah. 22-10 and 10 for Court McGee. Um, you know the name, Court McGee. You know the beard. You know the history of the, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. But can you recall a specific highlight real fight? Nah. No. Nah. None at all. But who the fuck's Jeremiah Wells? <laughs> Tell me, please, because I... I'm I'm leaning heavy to court, you know. <laughs> Jeremiah Wells, man. So uh, he's won his last four fights, and then all were finishes. Court okay. McGee, I can't stand Court McGee. You know this, and uh, yeah, man, he's gonna get knocked the fuck out, and he's probably not gonna retire. But that, that can well, be hold my on. hope. Here's something that I find a little strange and unbelievable: is you think Court's gonna get knocked out? Have you ever seen the boy get? Rock. He's only been knocked out once in his whole career. All right, thank you. So this this is interesting. Like I like these are the fights I like because we can sit here and both clearly go against Court McGee, as most people should. But it's the fact of him being a veteran, being in there hard to knock out. That is simply just a knockout. It's just a test for Jeremiah. So if Jeremiah comes in here, finishes Court McGee, we could have a new star. You know what I mean? A new threat because of how difficult this guy is to beat. Yeah, he, he so know, he's, he's only been in UFC twice. Uh, Warley Alves, he knocked him out in the second round. Okay, okay. Uh, Mike Matea knocked him. Well, he had a technical uh, a rear naked choke, choked him out in the first round. Right. And uh, is it now when we when we think about Court McGee's fights and we look back it, just in our memory of it, they're longer fights in most cases. Yeah, they're long fights. He gets hit a lot. He does more standing than attempts at ground. Right. Yeah. Um, Half his half his wins are via decision, uh, five knockouts, five submissions, eleven decision wins, okay. and then uh, he's only been knocked out once in his whole career, and uh, nine decision losses. So that he's knockout always, was he uh, stays in there. Yeah, a lot of minutes. That Santiago so pin. Yeah. This is what I think happens. Here's here's the results. What happens is Jeremiah either can knock him out early. Or Jeremiah attempts to knock him out to the point of getting tired, and Court pulls a decision. Am I wrong? No, it could happen. It could happen. Because I, I wonder how many attempts and accurate attempts Jeremiah can get to knock out Court that will knock him out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious. I'm going to go Jeremiah, though. Let's yeah. go. All right. Court, Court's been around all these years, and only 23% of the people picked him. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I like the test, though. You can't deny the test. I mean, when you think about us, if we were Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard, this makes sense. And it's not because we're, we're doing it for the idea that Court McGee's the next star. It's Court McGee's a tough son of a bitch. 
it's the same thing like a Nate Diaz thing. It's like, can you fucking weather that storm, dude? Good luck, because Court's not going anywhere. He's not going to not fight you, you know. Whereas some of these guys that are are sort of right there, being a gatekeeper, they're not. This is more of a gatekeeper thing, where it's like, I don't care if you win. Nobody cares if you win. You're the the ultimate test for the next best guy. Um, speaking of next best guy, uh, <laughs> no, uh, Jasmine uh, Jasu Jasu Davicius. Judah Vicious is how I say it. Jasuda Vicious? How about that? Jasuda Vicious? I bet it's 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 an H. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jasmine, uh, she has a picture, and uh, she's seven and one. Her opponent Natalia Silva does not have a photo, but they also didn't even choose to pick an, a silhouette of a female. <laughs> you know, to use. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's just a, like a, a guy. It could be oh, anyone. Man. Uh, what do you got information wise? I don't know either one of these names. So, dude, I am fucking. This is what I'm doing. I'm picking. So, Jasmine Judavicious, only she's only got one loss. It was a split decision to El, Elise Reed. I read she's the girl that just got fucking destroyed by Sam Hughes. And yeah. everyone knows Sam Hughes is, is no one. All right. right. Right now. Right now. She is. Yeah. She, she's working with John Woods, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess right now she is. But so I'm going the other way, man. Only what? Only uh, 8% of the people picked this. The Silva lady. She's 25. All right. She's uh, she's 5'4", where Jasmine's 5'7". And uh, she loves arm bars. She's got uh, six straight wins, all finishes, seven submission wins, six of them are on bars. And she's she's coming out of Jungle Fights. This is her UFC debut. I don't like that, though. I don't like that. I like that you're winning, fine. But I also don't like that it sounds like you're accepting a takedown. You know what I mean? Like somebody who knows that they're okay to fight off their back, they will be more willing to accept the takedown because you are under the impression that your ground, your bottom game is better than their top game and you can't guarantee that and if you could see her face on sure dog it is resting bitch face all day long oh i thought you were gonna say it makes sense as to why they use the male silhouette no, no. <laughs> uh it's weird that sam can find a picture of the woman so easily and espn is like our people just don't got the time <laughs> you know what the fuck are they getting paid for for assholes our podcast is free and neither one of us have made a cent from this other than, you know, life experience and fun. I like that. It's worth that. Uh, <laughs> but what do you got, man? Who are you going with? The Canadian woman? Uh, I'm going with uh, Silva. Me I'm too. picking her. Yep. Yeah. Me and I 8% like, of the people. I just am curious about her willingness for the takedown. If she's just letting herself get taken down, it's not going to – you're not going to continue to be successful. It's impossible. Uh, but it has been a while, dude, since we've seen this man, but we like this guy. I, I like this guy. Adrian Yanez versus Tony Kelly. Uh, Adrian Yanez, man, surprises the shit out of everyone. Came off the Contender Series, putting dudes away. Comes in the UFC, puts dudes away. He, for me, is like the 2022 version of Leonard Garcia. Let's go. And it's not just because they're both of a Latinx, whatever the fuck you need to say to understand that he's Spanish. You know, he, he enjoys being out in the sun and doesn't sunburn. Okay? Doesn't matter. That Leonard Garcia fight style, Adrian Yanez fight style, is a necessity for this fucking thing to continue to be beautiful. Okay? Yanez is one of these guys that even though he's so young, could be a champion one day, sit down at the gatekeeper spot, buddy. You're fine there. I want to see you fight everyone. I want to see how you fare against everyone. And Tony Kelly, man, he's no slouch. Okay. He's in there. He's in your face. He's got hands. He'll do the ground thing. But Yanez seems at least for me right now, depending on what you say, he seems to have the most power. He's more technically sound. He's more accurate. 
What do you got? Dude, Yanez is on a streak, isn't he? I'm agreeing with all of that, dude, because Yanez, yeah, he's won his last eight. All right, he's very impressive. Strong, fast. Yeah, I, I just think he'll be too much for Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly's won his last two, but Yanez, I mean, that, that fight uh, with Randy Costa, when, I mean, he, oh, gosh, he looked so fantastic in that. His last fight, it was a split decision with Davy Grant. That was fight of the night. Uh, yeah, Yanez is look. He's looked fantastic. He's only twenty eight. So yeah, I went with Yanez, man. Let's go, let's go. I think I, I made a lot of uh, poor choices with him in the beginning because there were, there was this, uh, at least to my knowledge, uh, Adrian Yanez was actually at the Pettis camp. And Dude, I'm this like, next nah. fight. I'm calling this my show stealer. This next fight. Really? Yeah, man. Why? As it is, in that, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be memorable, or it's just so good. There's no way it's not good. I think somebody's going to get knocked the fuck out. Okay. And and I mean, I I have a hard time picking who's going to get knocked out because this, neither uh, one of these guys are consistent. <laughs> is that we, why? <laughs> we got RoboCop has won four of his last five. Is Gregory Rodriguez versus Julian Mar Mar Marquez? All right, RoboCop won four of his last five. His last uh. Has lost a split decision in his last fight, but he's looked pretty good, man. He was on the contender series uh, when he he uh, got knocked. I believe did he get knocked out to against uh, Jordan Williams? I'm almost positive about that. But uh, yeah, Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis, that fucking name there. This guy's got six knockout wins out of his look, nine look, wins. Look, Sam, he just needed anything to let people know that he's not just a white guy. There you go. You know, Cuban Missile Crisis, so that way they just know I'm not just your regular white guy with a beard. All right. Okay, Julian. <laughs> go yeah. ahead. Well, I went with Julian only because I remember RoboCop getting knocked out by Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams, not yeah, that great of a fighter. Didn't Gregory fucking sleep the last guy he just fought and badly? Uh, he, he lost got... in a split decision, but before then, young John Young Park, he knocked him out pretty badly. Okay. All right, all right. Not as impressive. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Marquez, he, he had you and me both invested when he first came on the scene because he was tough as shit. Nice finishes. He's, he's a strong fighter, seems good everywhere, but he, these guys are just different, man. And Gregory's a problem. He's a guy that's going to come. You got to sleep him. Uh, but next up, we got Demir Ismagulov versus Ari Shafir. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Oh, uh, that's a funny joke, Sam, and I know you don't get it because you don't know who Ari Shafir is, but he's the guy, comedian that made that Kobe joke. I don't know any Kobe jokes. Okay, it's good that you don't even know that. Sam is off the radar, folks. Uh, Ari Shafir, very controversial. He had a he, that. This is his face, though. If you type in Ari Shafir into Google right now, that's exactly what Grom looks like. They're the same guy outside of the fact that Ari Shafir probably can't actually fight. Although he is so thin, you do see his shoulder bones. Um, yeah, Grom, Kutats, Ladizimov. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Garam versus Demir. I feel like, damn, 23 and 1, guy, for Demir. <laughs> That's right. 12 and 2 for Garam. What do you What do you got, man? Give me some info. Dude, this... I was, all the info I'm going to give you right here is Demir, he hasn't lost since 2015 in a decision. So the guy's I mean, what was he, 11? He looks young as shit. He's got, he's uh, 31. He's got 18 straight wins. So, yeah, he, I'm going his way, man, until he can prove me wrong. Well, thank God the and, guy that he's and, fighting, his first name sounds like food. And that guy's got nine straight wins. He's no slouch. But. Okay. But that just that means that he either lost his first two fights or went one, 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 and one. 
That's a weird experience. Um, yeah, I think he's he's in trouble. This Demir guy looks scary. This is a guy that could wear a business suit, and you'd have no idea if he's an assassin, if he <laughs> sell you know sells stocks. Ah, oh, fuck, man. I saw this. I hate this. I saw somebody on Twitter the other day uh, taking a picture with this guy. He's like, oh, taking a photo next to the guy with one of the most the best UFC knockout in history. Oh. I'm like, fuck you. You've never watched. You stopped watching. You started watching fights when fucking Nate Diaz won the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Joaquin Buckley versus Albert uh, Duraev. Both these guys, tough dudes. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, you know, he got the Stephen Wright knockout or Jordan Jordan Knight knockout. Uh, whoever the guy was that he spun, kicked in the face, mm. com- completely accidentally. You know, it wasn't like, look how look at this move I've been working on for all these years, all these move I work on. No, he wasn't doing it. was a fucking lucky thing. It's a general fighter instinct. Like, he grabbed my fucking leg. You know, when dude used to grab my leg when I would throw that thing, I'm kicking you in the dick. <laughs> well, here's what's going to happen, man. Uh, Albert Durov, he's just going to pull Buckley to the ground and hold him there and pound on him. So, yeah, I, I actually like Buckley. I, I, He's got some decent striking. I don't think he's going to get to use his striking. Uh, does Durov's got 10 straight wins. And uh, he has been knocked out three times in his career, but so same as for Buckley, he's been knocked out three times in his career out of his four losses. But yeah, I think Durov's just gonna put him on the ground, man, and probably hold him there and pound on him the whole fight. Yeah, I've never seen Buckley uh, wrestle, so I don't have any actual. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's not great at it. Nonetheless, I've taken Albert. All right. Oh, what a what an interesting matchup. Yeah, Tim right. Means, Kevin Hart. Right. Told you this card, man. It's all right. So yeah, I um, means means is gonna want to stand and strike. So, you know, as usual. So I mean, he's won three straight. Kevin Holland, you know, of course his wrestling's been exposed. He's worked on it, but man, Kevin Holland's great standing up. We know this. I'm going with Kevin Holland. I, I have to. Let's so, kick yeah, it in the high gear. Yeah, I Kevin like. Uh, you're right. Tim Means is gonna stay there. He's gonna want to strike. How much is Kevin Holland gonna want to talk? Uh, we'll see. I, I I'm gonna take Tim Means. All right. Now, we already talked about this fight before. Yes, uh, Donald Caroni got food poisoned. This didn't happen. Both these guys need to retire. Uh, Joe Lozon. I'm going with Lozon, man. I, Cowboy's a slow starter. Maybe try to take advantage of it. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen with these guys there. One, Cowboy's 39. This guy's 38. We haven't it's, seen this guy fight since uh, Joe Lozon hasn't fought since October 2019. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I, I will say the best part about this, though, uh, being rescheduled is at least they got the co-main event spot. I'm happy with that. These are two these are two big names, man. This is a fight that should have happened years ago. Uh, but then for the main event, of course, Calvin Cater. Josh Emmett, which I find very funny. Neither one of these guys are headliners in any way. Um, but they're both uh, the main event here. Who are you taking? Because this, this is going to be probably the most boring fight on the card, I think, outside of some of these unknown females. I went with Calvin Guitar. I just think he's, uh, yeah, he's faster, he's tough. quicker. He's yeah. tough. Emmett, Emmett's talking a lot of shit lately. Why? Is it because nobody <laughs> knows who he is? <laughs> Probably. But he's 37, you know. He's won yeah. his last oh, four. Damn. Calvin's won three of his last four. I got this going to a decision, 186 strikes. All right, I'm going to go uh, 107. Calvin Cater still. All right, Calvin Cater. Because he's got a chin. All Emmett's going to do is throw those big overhands. He'll wrestle him and shit. He, it's probably going to go to a decision. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Follow the show, guys. Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Don't leave it to Hit the judges' the show pod. Notes. Show notes. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs>
Round one, fight! <laughs> 